You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. You know, I love y'all. In fact, uh, I remember growing up, uh, the priest that inspired me to be a priest, he was my pastor for 13 years, uh, he was an incredible homilist. He, he preached wonderfully. He was able to say the difficult truth uh, in love. But he had a tendency, every single time he preached, at the end of his homily, he'd say, I love you. Now, the people in Scott at first had no idea what to do with that. Huh? But it very quickly, after he got there, he'd end his homily, I love you. And everyone in the church, without hesitation, would respond, I love you too, Father. Lent is a season where we learn about our weaknesses and we try to overcome them. Very often, we learn about weaknesses we didn't know we had. That's what I want to preach about today. The weaknesses we might have not known that we had. Since Lent has begun, here at St. Pius, we make liturgical changes to better reflect the season. Right, so our music is more subdued. There's uh, no sign of peace. And in fact, when we uh, process out, it's in complete silence. Well, since last week, I, you know, I had the masses. Father Brady's recovering from his knee surgery. He's doing fine, doing great. Um, but I, there was something that I noticed last week. Uh, since the music is more subdued, um, while I was giving communion last week, at pretty much all the masses, something I noticed was that these side doors were constantly being opened. People were leaving mass right after they received communion. I'm sure it's much worse in the back. I just, I'm just not there. People leaving mass after communion is a sin. Uh, why is it a sin? Why is that not okay? Well, let me give an analogy. Let's say there's a family that invited the priest over for dinner. They invite Father Poirier over for dinner. Now, they schedule this a week in advance. A week in advance, mom and dad, they prepare, I mean, they clean the house. They make sure that the kids actually take a shower and actually brush their teeth, huh? Uh, they make, they even cook. They cook for the, uh, the priest. And they do all that just to prepare for kind of, you know, little old priest. And then on my end, let's say, I show up, show up late, but very noticeably late, awkwardly late. And I come in and I don't talk to anybody. 
I just I walk in. I don't ask how you're doing. I don't uh, see how mom's doing, how dad's doing. I don't ask about the kids or school. I just come in. I fix a plate and I go not even at the table where you might have even bought a tablecloth. Um, I, I don't sit at the table. I sit at the counter. I eat my food and I leave. What would we say about that? Well, first, uh, I would never be invited back again, and rightfully so. I didn't even offer to help clean the dishes. Word would spread pretty quickly how Father Poirier uh, treats that. Last week when I noticed people leaving right after communion, and I don't mean like our medical professionals. Now, I know there's people here that, that have to go. They finish listening to the Mass in their part. I mean, it's just emergencies. But all things being equal, when I noticed that, I, I thought to myself that Father Brady and myself, we failed you. We failed to let you know that that is a sin. And to commit a sin literally right after receiving Jesus. Uh, and so I thought it was bad catechesis. But then I noticed something else. Uh, because I had all the math, this is kind of with most of the masses and different ones. I noticed something else. As we were processing out, there were people leaving uh, and kind of in between me and the altar servers, like the crucifix, there were people leaving and even bumping our altar servers. And in fact, one of the masses, they had people step on the back of my feet. I had to turn around and just say, give me one second as I, as I walk. At that point, I don't think it's a lack of catechesis, huh? I, I just think that's plain rude. I would never, I couldn't imagine doing that to my priest. I figured, you know, I, th- I would probably would have thought God struck me with lightning. If we continued the analogy from earlier, it's not like I just walked into the house, didn't talk to anyone and left. It's like as I was leaving the do- to get to the door, I, uh, I pushed dad out the way. Just so I can get to the door a little quicker. Uh, since being here for almost two years, the hundreds, maybe not a thousand, but the hundreds of masses I've celebrated, I can count on one hand how many actually went to the full hour, maybe even an hour, five minutes. In fact, you can ask our deacon, you can ask our ushers, the very first question I ask after mass to him is, what time is it? Because I hate wasting people's time. I couldn't imagine wasting people's time, especially in the worship of God. And so now it's not even that we're asking that you come and praise God for an hour. It's you know, how much shorter should it be? It takes a lot of work uh, to make a mass happen, especially for a parish this size. Huh? Our sacristans come early, prepare every item. Our choir even rehearses throughout the week. Our altar servers, we have training throughout the year, and they come early with their families just to make sure they, they can serve at the altar, all so that the priest can offer the sacrifice of the Mass for the salvation of the world. Sounds like a pretty big family that prepared all week. 
Now, I'm not saying this stay five minutes after mass ends. But five seconds, we can do that. And literally, I, you know, when the priest walks down the aisle to leave, you just look at the crucifix and say, Jesus, thank you for the Eucharist. That was five seconds right there. And, and Eucharist actually means to give thanks. Eucharistia, to give thanks. And we have silence in the church, not for me, but for you. There's people in this church right now, I, I see them, that have very difficult situations that they're dealing with. And the only time they actually get to pray or have silence in their week is those very few moments before or after a Mass. And they draw their strength from God in prayer so that they can go back. They can go back to those difficult situations and try their best to be faithful. They have a right to the silence in the church. That's actually why we built the church, that people could come in here and pray. In our gospel, why did Jesus ask Peter, James, and John on top of that mountain to come? Well, it's because Peter, he loved Jesus the most. He asked John because Jesus loved St. John the most. And he asked St. Andrew because St. Andrew was the very first apostle to die for the faith. You see, Christianity, people, is all about a relationship with Jesus. And that relationship with Jesus is had in the silent prayer that you encounter him, that you draw strength from. And so when St. Peter... He saw the transfiguration. He said, Lord, it is good that we are here. I want you to be able to say that. After Mass, you, you tell Jesus, Lord, it is good that we came here today. Within the church, you are on that mountaintop. Right here, right now, you don't really have to deal with those problems you have to deal with. But you can't stay here. You have to go out and evangelize. You have to go out and carry your cross. You have to be a light in that darkness, no matter how dark it is. Uh, but your strength comes from your prayer. From your time you spend with God. You know, Lent often shows us our weaknesses, and pretty often they're weaknesses we didn't know we had. So instead of leaving Mass early, before Mass ends, try staying and giving thanks. Leaving Mass just so you can get home early, a, a few minutes early, for whatever reason. Try staying so you can finally give thanks to Jesus. Just simply for everything. I love you.